you've got to evolve, you know, and yeah. uh, you've got to always be on these new uh, tips or strategies or you'll be left behind. Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and FBA podcast. Uh, we are just waiting for our guests to come onto the show, and I just, I'm not sure what the delay is, but he'll be here shortly. So today we're going to be discussing mastering Amazon FBA in uh, the fourth quarter of 2023. What can you do to improve your listings and your sales? Um, what's happening in the world of Kevin King and tips for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We're also answering uh, live questions. So if you do have some questions today, make sure you put them in the comment section. Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Like I mentioned, today we're going to be discussing, discussing mastering Amazon FBA in the fourth quarter. Our guest has been involved with internet marketing and e-commerce since 1995. He sells millions of dollars of products on Amazon, and he also mentors uh, sellers collectively doing over half a billion dollars uh, per year on Amazon through Freedom Ticket and Helium 10 Elite. Uh, he also organizes the uh, BDSS or the Billion Dollar Sellers Summit. And his new favorite uh, thing is his newsletter, Billion Dollar Seller. And return guest, probably his hundredth appearance, uh, and that's Kevin King. So he'll be coming up shortly. Just a word from our sponsor, and we'll get right back with Kevin. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. What's hey, up? Hey, I've got my punch card. My, uh, you know, I, I've got nine punches. The tenth punch, I get a free lunch. You know, I think yeah. it's the tenth time I've been on the show. So every, I, I'm a punch card. Uh, so I get, what, what do I get for a free lunch? Well, you know, typically we go to White Castle or McDonald's. <laughs> and i know you like white castle <laughs> that was that wasn't too bad uh no, white castle was good. 30 in the morning last week uh in new yeah. jersey uh, that, oh that, that wasn't too bad i think <laughs> well, well we all we all got a shake right yeah all sucking on shakes <laughs> <laughs> i oh think you got God. one first and then damon got one and yeah. then i was like all right i gotta get one i can't be left out <laughs> Oh, so, uh, yeah, we were at, um, the, uh, the e-com cooperative and Kevin was presenting last week. It was a great, uh, really great event because we got to meet so many new people. Yeah. There's and, a good little yeah. crowd there. Yeah. So there, it was funny because uh, a lot of the times, uh, when you go to an event, people probably would know like Kevin, they, they know you a lot from uh, Helium 10 and also from uh, Freedom Ticket and BDSS. But it was uh, it's kind of funny when you go to an event and people don't know you. Yeah, it happened at Titan, too, in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, so at Titan event, you were both at, we were both at a few weeks ago. There was a girl been selling for like seven years. So um, everybody else is talking to me. She came up to me and she said, I'm sorry, um, but who, who are you? 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. That means I'm in the right place. Right. Um, so, so I like it when that actually that happens. That means uh, that's one of the things we get. We I think a lot of us we know our little group. You know, we we know the people that come on the podcast. We know the people who we follow on social media. We know the or the podcasts we listen to or the shows that we go to. We know that little audience. But there's so many audiences in this space that there's so many people out there that we have no clue they exist. And, and it's a, such a huge ecosystem. And one of the things that really illustrated that there's two things recently that illustrated that the most to me. I mean, one is like the Titan show, the girl that didn't know me. And then like you go to New York and there's a, a, a group of people there. Some of that's because we've been OGs and some people are relatively new. So you have some of that. Uh, but going to Amazon Accelerate, 2,400 or 2,500, whatever number of sellers there, you know, we see some of the same faces, but there's a ton of people there that they never go. They don't listen to podcasts. They don't go on the Facebook groups that we're on. They just, they go in Seller Central maybe, and that's what they know. And they're at that event. So you're meeting those people. And then you, then you go to um, an, an, another, other, other events like, uh, or I get on LinkedIn. I wasn't on LinkedIn for the longest time. I had a, you know, there was a page there and I think I had six followers or something like that. And about in August, when I started the newsletter, I was like, you know what? I need to actually increase my LinkedIn presence. I was on Facebook, but everybody kept telling me, hey, all the Amazon crowds on LinkedIn. That's where the activity is. That's where people are sharing the best stuff. So I, I ramped up my LinkedIn presence. I'm still ramping it up. Um, but I'm like, holy cow, I've been missing the boat here. There's a lot of people on LinkedIn that I've never even heard of that are posting incredible stuff, whether it be about PPC or about whatever, about our space. I'm like, who is this person? And it's some company that's doing, you know, half a billion dollars that I've never even heard of before. So I think it's important that people get out there and 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 discover that. Don't don't just stay in your own little clique. Don't just stay in your own little neighborhood. Get out there and explore the world. There's a there's a lot more to it. And and you know, I have my billion dollar uh, dream one hundred. Which congratulations, you're you're one of the ones that are in there. Thank you. The, this is why I announce it every Thursday in my newsletter, uh, and they're, they're pulled it. I, they're pulled at random, so there's no no particular order. Norm happened to be uh, one of the first, I think you're sixth or seventh one, something like that. Um, um, when I gave you the 20. Yeah, when you gave me the 20, I, you know, I, I doubled the, the numbers in there, and so increased <laughs> your odds. But but I left that, you know, I left that open. I already have them picked, but I only have 90 of them picked. And there's 10 spots that are open that will probably be the last ones at some point. Um, but that's because there's 10 people that should be in there that I just don't know them. Uh, and I need to, I need to know them. So I think that's an important thing is find who you like and, you know, listen to lunch with Norm because you're going to get, learn some great stuff and you got great guests, but also expand your horizons a little bit and go somewhere where the lunch with Norm crowd is not. Uh, and, and you, you'll learn some things. Yeah, exactly. And these, you never know who that person is going to be. So yeah. just that, just at that New Jersey, uh, uh, conference that we went to the event, I met about 12 people, I had no clue, no idea who they, they were. We've already been in contact and it's been fantastic. But, you know, it's an event that I wasn't sure I was going to go to. And I thought, oh, shoot, let's go. Kevin's going. So I'm going to head down there. Well, it did help. It, it, was, did, it did help that since you weren't speaking, you're just like, how can I get attention? And you streaked across my presentation. Then everybody knows who you are. So just that, like that, that South Park that, episode. That, that, always, that always helps you get attention. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just wish you would have worn different underwear. 
<laughs> now I can't breathe. My glasses are getting foggy. Just Step thinking of it. We need the poo underwear. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about uh, what's happening in the world of Kevin King. What are you doing now? What are you focusing on? Uh, well, my big focus, you said it earlier right now, is is building up that newsletter. Uh, that's a, a major focus of mine. It takes a little bit of effort and work. It's starting to go really, really good. When I first launched it in August, you know, you say you're coming out with a newsletter and people are like, oh, they just roll their eyes. You know, you have your mm-hmm. your people who are big fans and they, they want to, you know, follow everything you do. But the vast majority of people just roll their eyes like, ah, I just I don't need an, another newsletter in my inbox. I get too many already. But now it the people are seeing what what it actually is. And it's more like a magazine, more like a mastermind. And then it is a. Uh, anything else and so the words getting on it's starting to snowball and the numbers are are going up i'm doing some marketing stuff um you know within it too like there's a new vip section that uh you only get that vip tip on mondays if you've referred at least two people or more and i introduced it initially gave it away for free uh and then this week i I gave it a did a 50 percent off sale you only had to have one referral to see it uh but that's some of the cool stuff you can do with the tools that are out there that are built for newsletters is you can actually make sections of the newsletter disappear. They don't even exist if you haven't met a certain criteria. And so it, it does it on the fly. So if you've referred two or more people, it adds an extra section, which is like a VIP cool tip. Um, so that that's uh, that's one of the you know things to help grow it as well. Um, but so that's, that's a big focus. It's fourth quarter. So my seasonal calendar business is in full swing right now. Um, so, uh, you know, shipped in, I think a, Started took the first order September 29th, I think, on Amazon, um, and uh, it's already doing better than than usual. Um, and then uh, on my flyer, I, I have a list of 17,500. Uh, actually, 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 after we clean the list because we use a NCOA service to take out all the bad addresses, the dead people, and the people that mm-hmm. moved with no new address. That's like 16,900. That's dropping next week in the in the physical mail to them. You know, it cost me about ten grand to do that, about four grand to print it, and about six grand in postage. So, but that brings back well into the six figures in revenue. Uh, so that that'll drop next week. It takes about a week for that to get delivered. So by the time I get back from uh, Vegas or Australia, uh, right after that, I should have a mailbox full of checks and money orders, uh, and see a lot of business. So that's keeping going to keep me busy as well. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny that you still get checks. Yeah, I get stacks of them. Checks and uh, for those of you that don't are too young that don't know, checks are little pieces of paper where you say ten dollars and seventy seven cents or whatever, and you sign it. Money orders are the things you go to Seven Eleven uh, and you you pay seventy nine cents, uh, and you know they give you a piece of paper. Uh, you give them cash. Um, yeah, people still send those in, in in the mail with a stamp on the envelope, handwritten envelope. Some people actually, some of them are crazy. They actually well, they don't want to cut up the order form that we send out. So they actually make their own order form. They will actually go on a typewriter, like a typewriter, and actually put the little dashes across and make their own little order form and all neat in columns uh, and, and send, send it in. It's it's meticulous with some of these. I, they did, I don't know. Some of these people have nothing else to do in their life. Um, but it's okay with me. That's my customer, and I, I know yeah. the avatar, and I know how to market to them. Yeah, some people don't like change. Yeah. yeah uh, I still have people that... If I don't send them this, I'm a little bit late this year getting the mail piece out. Usually it goes out a couple of weeks prior to this. I'm just a little bit late getting it out. So I'm actually starting to get letters in the mail now saying, 
uh, hey, I haven't gotten my flyer yet. Are you going to send it? I'm not on the internet. Uh, I don't have an internet connection. So there's there's people out there in this world that that still are not connected to the internet, still don't want to or don't have a credit card or don't want to order something online. And um, I service them. I mean, 80% of our business comes online, but that other 20% is significant. You know, it's it's a healthy six figures. And um, it's kind of fun to actually go to the post office and you, you, you have one of those little post office boxes and you put the key in and you open it up and it's just full. It's just completely full of envelopes in there. And you have, you have a couple of advertising flyers or something. Those get trashed right away. Uh, but then you have all these envelopes and you don't know what's in an envelope because you open up the envelope. It could be a check for $29.95. It could be a check for $600 because some of these guys buy a lot of calendars. Uh, and so it, it <clears throat> these are individual people, not stores. They're, they're collectors and stuff. So it, you're opening each one. And it's like, it's kind of cool. Like, oh, there, there's a big one. And now it's, I've been doing this so long, I recognize the names or the handwriting. Oh, there's Johnny. He didn't die yet. He's been buying from me for 23 years. Or sometimes I'll get something back. You'll send the flyer out and it'll come back in the mail and I'll have a sticker from the post office that says deceased on it. You know, return to sender deceased. And I'm like, oh man. You take I them off that. your mailing list? Yeah, you take, I take them off. <laughs> yeah, I take them off the mailing list. <laughs> Or it'll be their wife. They'll send it back or something. And they'll like, please take uh, Johnny off. You know, he passed away of a heart attack last mm. year. Um, it's it, But these are people that I've seen that have been ordered from me since the 90s. So it's like I never met them in person. I don't know who they are, but I know them, you know, through their name or through their handwriting or through whatever, uh, through their past order history. Uh, so you get to know your customers. And it's kind of it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's what I like about the podcast, the live podcast. Because you get to know the people who are commenting. Now, there's a lot of people that that are on that just like to listen, and that's fine. But the people that are uh, commenting, like AMZ Elite, we know that's Tom. Yeah. Tom is uh, Tom goes to BDSS. <laughs> you know, there's so many people on here that you get to know through the community. And uh, anyways, it's just you you feel like you you just get to know them as friends. I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, building up that community. So the but, other, but that's how you also stay in touch with your avatar. I mean, that's an important lesson off of this is a lot of us get removed and we're managing our company and we have VAs or we have, um, you know, somebody else that has those customer touch points and you don't have them. And right. I think that's a major mistake as an owner of a company, no matter how big the company, you need to get on the front lines. You know, even the biggest companies sometimes do this. They'll send their top exec, the CEO will go work in the call center for a week. Or not usually not a week. It's like usually two hours or something, but it should be like a week. Um, and you get those touch points because you can then see what, because a lot of stuff doesn't get passed up the chain. They just deal with it. And just, uh, and sometimes you want that. You don't want to deal with all these little mic thing, but a lot of times you can figure out problems by having those touch points or from a marketing point of view, you start to know your customer and you can actually, you know, what's this, this avatar and how do I market to them to give them what they want? And without that, if you get too far removed from that, um, it, as a, a manager or as an owner of a company, I think that's not healthy. You need yeah, some yeah. some degree of that uh, to stay in touch with some, figure out a way to stay in touch with some of that as you as you grow your company. You can't do it all, but as you grow your company, figure out a way to, to, to go beyond just getting a report of here's the seven comments that people said, but actually have those interactions somehow. But it goes the other way too, Kevin is if the avatar uh, or if the culture of the company isn't passed down to the VA correctly, if they're not properly trained, they can kill a company yeah, as they fast can. as you grew it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for, no. for sure. Yeah, one one bad apple can 
to the wrong person can ruin a lot. Spoil the whole thing, girl. That's the way. You don't remember that song? No. Osmonds. Uh -uh. <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> One bad apple can spoil the whole thing, girl. I'm not as old <laughs> as It you. was Jackson 5, maybe. Uh, <laughs> way back. Way, way back. <laughs> So uh, the other thing, so let's talk about this. Let's expand this a little bit. Uh, avatars are everything, especially going into fourth quarter. So going into fourth quarter, what's something you can do to concentrate on that avatar? So let's say you have whatever your product is. Okay, let's say it's uh, uh, bully sticks. Okay, so we both sold bully sticks. Um, and we're going into fourth. What is, what's something you can do? to help pinpoint or boost that avatar, get them to buy from you now? Uh, well, the number one thing I would do now with AI stuff is I would be taking, if you, especially if you have a lot of reviews and if you don't use your competitor's reviews, take all as many, 10,000 reviews or however many you got, or as many as you can get and throw those in AI and have it analyze them. There's some special tools and special prompts that will do some of that, or you can do it yourself and it can analyze and it can come back with, with a profile uh, of, mm -hmm of who, what are the type of people and what are they looking for? Not just what they're complaining for, but what are they looking for? If you've got customer lists uh, yourself, you know, of people that filled out a warranty card or you've got names and addresses on your list, I would do some reverse um, big data matching on that. You can use companies like Melissa Data, or there's tons of them that do this, where they will tell you this is the age of them, whether they're married or not, what kind of cars they drive, um, all that kind of demographic information, you can, you can get that. Um, you can overlay it with, there's others that will overlay it with other lists where they will say, you can say, here's my list of 10,000. Tell me how many of these people smoke cigars. And you can overlay that with this big data of like people like catalog companies, like the cigar companies that have mail order catalogs, they have lists and they, they, they'll overlay it and they say, oh, these, these, uh, 17% of your customers actually smoke cigars based on that they bought from this. We think they smoke cigars because they bought from the cigar publication or they subscribe to this other publication, you know, cigar aficionado or something. And so you can do that kind of stuff to really hone in on who they are and then, and then go after them. And, and you want to make sure you market. You always want to be talking to your, your ideal customer and, and everybody is not your customer. Um, it, so you got to pinpoint who that is. And if, if you're selling shampoo for, for women over 50, you don't want a 22 year old and influencer doing your stuff. Uh, you want someone that fits that avatar, someone that looks like them, that feels like them. Uh, and that's, and don't try to be politically correct. You see a lot of advertisements now uh, on TV, especially where they make sure they have the, the black person. They make sure they have the Asian person. They make sure they have the Hispanic person. They make sure they have the white person just so that they can be woke and politically correct. That's stupid uh, because that's not, if, if that's your avatar, okay. Uh, but in a lot of cases, if I'm selling, S selling a shampoo for a, 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 a black woman's hair. It's a special type of, you know, their hair is a little bit different than the, the a white woman's hair. I don't need to have somebody that's not of African-American origin uh, in, in that ad. Uh, it needs to be that person. So that, that make sure you dial in on who, who, who it is you're going after um, and, and, and lock that in. That that's super important. And then all your, all your, Advertising should be around that. Um, you know, I just saw today, I think uh, Amazon just announced that uh, Unboxed, the AI is now built into the advertising. I think it's in, um, in brand, if you're brand registered, they, they have now an AI um, thing where you can actually <clears throat> create images for your ads 
within Amazon. So you can take your product of your bully stick uh, if it, or whatever it is, coffee mug, that coffee mug you had, and drop it on Amazon and then write a prompt within Amazon's advertising console and say, drop, put this coffee cup in a coffee cup in, in whatever scene you want. And it'll throw it, it'll create it in that scene. I know Bradley uh, from Helium 10 has been testing this for a couple weeks. Uh, and he says it's pretty good. It's got a few little quirks, but it's pretty good. But doing that kind of stuff and you, you can create Christmas things. You know, if your product is giftable, you can now instantly take your product and drop it into a, a scene and write a prompt within Amazon itself and say, put my coffee cup in a, uh, with some stockings behind it, uh, a 50-plus-year-old a, a woman smiling, uh, sitting on the couch uh, with her grandchildren playing on the floor or whatever, and it'll make the picture and run that as an ad uh, right, right within all within Amazon. So doing that kind of stuff um, can be very, very powerful. And for fourth quarter, I think, by having this tool now, um, it, you can do some really cool thematic stuff, uh, not just fourth quarter, uh, but, you know, different holidays, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Valentine's, International Women's Day, whatever, uh, and run ads based on that, easily swap this stuff out and probably dramatically raise your conversions. Um, I haven't dived into it yet. I just saw them announce it this morning, uh, mm -hmm. but it looks looks pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, that I, I haven't heard anything about that so we'll have to talk about that offline a little bit yeah. so that, that was just announced today yeah just announced this morning and unboxed in new york bradley posted on linkedin a couple other people posted on linkedin yeah it was just a couple hours ago they announced it uh, but bradley posted that he's actually had access to it for a couple weeks and he's been testing it with his coffee shelf coffin shelf yeah um, testing it out that's pretty cool um, that's but pretty yeah cool. it's it's and i think you can do some dynamic stuff with it too where it will automatically you can have a series of images and a rotator I, don't, I haven't dove into it so i could be speaking out of line here but it, it looks promising and i know mm. some of the ad people were posting that this is badass okay so i want to circle back just uh to the reviews and maybe we can get a more of a you know a few action steps so i know in helium 10 that you can use their review and uh, their review uh widget and it'll extract all the main keywords, but is there something that can extract? Cause my, the way that I uh, would do this is I would download all of my uh, reviews. I put it onto a document. The document would then, I I'd just go in and that you could use, uh, uh, you could use um, a code interpreter or what's it called data analyzer now, and just add that, um, that word document and that should be able to answer anything that you want. Once you do that, is that the way that you're doing it? Or is that the way you're thinking of, of running the, oh, yeah, I, I haven't uploaded a document. You could do it that way. I've, I've just pasted it in. I mean, but if I have ah. 10,000, sometimes I've had to use Claude because it has a higher limit. Yep. Um, but a document that, that method would work. Uh, but yeah, then I'm just writing prompts, like analyze this and tell me what are the five biggest pain points were the five, um, biggest what are the five things they're talking about the most um what type of customer what if you if you were uh creating a pro, if you were a market research running a focus group and had to create a customer profile based on what these people are commenting uh and assume these are e-commerce sellers that are buying uh i'm sorry e-commerce buyers that are buying online uh what would you what would you say the profile of these people would be and, and give me three different versions uh, and it'll come back and it'll say, based on all this, you know, we think these are mostly 
women of this age that do this and that and what and you can be very specific in there tell me what uh, what kind of car they might drive and what kind of house they live in what kind of money they might make and it can analyze that and, and come up with a, a pretty good estimate it's not always it's not necessarily 100 percent accurate yeah but it, at least it's a it's a it's a starting point okay great so we're at the bottom of the hour and kels can you come on we never talked about our giveaway. What are you going to give away, Kels? Well, we can do, uh, let me see, one of my TikTok videos again, um, uh, or a social media console, but uh, anything on your side, Norm? I really like the idea that you're doing something. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's do that then. Um, okay. So, so Kels is going to do his TikTok video, and I swear, Kelsey, the next time, I'll do something. I just, you know, we'll but see. the TikTok videos are pretty cool. So uh, anyways, with, with that, if you're, this is the first time that you're watching, I see we have a bunch of listeners right now. Uh, if this is the first time at the bottom of every hour or at the top of the hour, we do a giveaway and that is uh, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Or if you tag two people, you get a second entry. Today is going to be a TikTok video that you can use and it could be used for other uh, uh, repurposing as well. Or a product so, video. Or, or yeah, or a product video, whatever you like. And we also have uh, a request. Um, maybe if we can have an option for a press release. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Press release. We, if you want the TikTok video or the press release, uh, just let us know and uh, you could be a winner. So just hashtag Willa Kelsey, tag two people. And now uh, let's go to a sponsor. We'll be right back with Kevin. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. All right, Kevin. Um, I've got a question for you. I'm looking here behind you, over your right shoulder. Yeah, I see. I see some rabbit food. I know you don't eat rabbit food. What what is that stuff up there? Rabbit like food supplements and stuff. Some rabbit food supplements or something up there. Oh, it's matcha tea. Uh, is it just matcha tea? Okay, yeah. I thought it was one of those like no, protein no. like powder things or something. I, I can't no. read it. It looks like a little bag where it's like get your greens by taking a scoop of this and throwing no. it in the water, and that way you don't have to eat lettuce. No, okay. outside of matcha tea, anything green is not healthy for me. So. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm not, as you know, uh, and it, it, I think you're the same. Oh, not big veggie eaters. <laughs> no, I'm not a big veggie eater either. No. So, <laughs> and let's talk. Let's talk about fourth quarter again. Uh, what are some other strategies that you're seeing come up? Um, well, I mean, the the number one thing that I like to do. It's a little late for some products on this, but I like to ride the wave. So like, I, I like to get in, in by mid September with all my products. Yep. And especially if they're seasonal, and just, just getting those two sales a day, three sales a day initially, and just ride that wave all the way up to where it's 20, 30, 50 sales a day as, as the season uh, progresses. So that it may be a little late for some products on that now. Um, 
but that that's one of my strategies that I do. I don't, one of the things I don't do that's counter to a lot, a lot of people, I don't do anything special for Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Now with this new AI tool that Amazon's got with the ads, if I'm running ads, I, I would, I'll probably dabble with that, changing out some ads because that's mm-hmm. not going to cost me anything. It's not, it's not much effort. But the, I don't do any discounting. I don't do any lightning deals unless, or deals of the day, unless I've got something I'm trying to get rid of. Uh, if I've got a product I'm overstocked on, I want to get get it out of here, or maybe I'm launching something new. I'm late to the game and it's just now launching. And I need to get a little bit of momentum. Those are the only times during the during Black Friday or Cyber Monday I would discount. Uh, in fact, what I normally do is actually raise the price uh, and then put a coupon on it. I've talked about this before. Where I might take a I have a makeup mirror that used to sell. It's twenty four ninety five normally. Holidays uh, around mid November, I raise it to twenty nine ninety five. And then I put a $5 clippable coupon on it. So it's still $24.95 for the people that clip the coupon. A lot of people don't clip the coupon. But what that does is I might sell a, a few less, but I end up making actually more money. Uh, so it might cut my sales from 30 a day to 28 um, because some people just strictly look at the price. But what happens a lot of times is people are buying these as gifts, especially if it's gift will buy them. They'll be looking at, here's a makeup mirror, my competition. It's $23.99. And here's one that's $29.99, but there's a $5 coupon on it. So it's basically, that's well, a dollar more in this case. But if I clip that coupon, it must be a better, the psychology right. is it must be better because it's 30 bucks. So, but I can get it for basically the same price. I'll buy it. So I use that and that anything that's giftable, that, that can work for me. Uh, and it does work for me. So that's one of the things that I do, but I don't, I, I don't do any other special promotions around those holidays because actually a lot of times what you're doing is you're either moving, like Kelsey just said it, you know, with his, he said after the, the fall prime day, things are a little bit slow now. You're, mm-hmm. you're All you're doing is you're bunching everything into one window. So people are going to buy this stuff anyway. So do you want to bunch it into one window and give them a discount? Or do you want to take advantage of the people that are already there, just sell them at your normal price, and the people that are still going to buy it, they're going to buy it a week later, and you don't bunch them in uh, and so, and and end up giving away a lot of product at a discounted price. And some people say, well, I can get extra rank that way, or I can um, get some momentum that way. And, and that may be true, but a lot of times it, you, you level back down because you have that big spike and then nothing for a few days after it. So it, basically a lot of times you don't stay up uh, unless you maintain that some other method, other promotions or you're constantly promoting. So people, I don't like to sell based on price. Um, I like to sell based on value. So there, there are price shoppers that only want and companies that only based on price or sell, do their things on price. But I, I'd rather sell more on brand and more on quality than, than on price. So I keep the price high. Uh, and then don't forget, a lot of people always, they, they think that the holidays ends a day or two before Christmas. Uh, but it, you have a lag for a couple of days around Christmas, 23rd to maybe 25th, 26th. But after Christmas, make sure you're in stock and make sure you got stuff going because people get gift cards and yep. they're, they're using those like crazy on Amazon to buy what they want. And then a lot of people, they, they get crap that they don't want and they send it back. So they send back some other piece of junk makeup mirror they got and buy yours instead. Uh, and so make sure you all the way into mid January is really good season. And right. not even if you're, that's not just if you're selling, New Year's Eve, New Year's resolution stuff, you know, weight loss or whatever, uh, fitness, it's everything. Uh, it, that, that wave rides for a while. And remember, 
Two, on your returns, anything bought from November 1st to December 31st can re be returned as late as January 31st. So you, you, you might get hit with a lot of returns in January that you're not expecting. So make sure you bake that into your forecast, too, that you may see a rise in returns um, from people sending stuff back late. Especially apparel, shoes, jewelry. Yeah, and it makes sure, you know, if you're using a, someone like Gatita or something, make sure that you know, come February, March, you're, you're monitoring that. Or if you're doing it yourself, um, you're monitoring that because a lot of people may not actually return the stuff they're saying they return and Amazon may have already given them credit and then just doesn't follow up to charge them when they don't return it. Right. Yeah. So do you, do you drive any additional traffic or is it just let it roll the way it's rolling? Uh, I, or do you go out there and, and, go to Facebook, go to Google or try to I do get some that. stuff on Google. I do yeah. some stuff on Google and I use amped, you know, for, yep. for some of that. Um, but, um, I drive traffic some from like my, my house list on a couple of my products. You know, uh, I'll do that. I've talked about that before. One of the things I have not done that I am planning on testing is TikTok um, to drive traffic. Um, I need to get set up on TikTok shop. Uh, I'm not yeah. set up on TikTok shop yet. Uh, but TikTok right now is probably, especially this holiday season with all the promotions that TikTok's doing, where they're they're rebating you for up to, you can do up to a 50% off coupon and TikTok will reimburse you for that 50%. They have a $4 billion budget to do this. So they're like, give everybody a good deal and then we'll pay you for the good deal. It's a marketing cost for them to get people yeah. to start. It's, it's crazy. Um, but there was a girl that just spoke um, in New York Monday at a helium 10 thing. Uh, I know her. You actually might know her Elizabeth. She's been to, she was in Puerto Rico. Uh, and she, Oh yeah, I know her. I know. Um, she's doing, um, what Bradley just told me, she's doing a million dollars a month on TikTok right now. Yeah. Uh, and she's speaking at the BDSS virtual event in February uh, about this. Uh, evidently whatever she showed people was like, people were like going nuts over how, how to do this. Uh, there's tremendous opportunity on TikTok. I think actually, I know you're big at Walmart. I think TikTok is going to supplant Walmart uh, within a couple of years if they don't mess this up as the number two marketplace behind Amazon. They're uh, being very aggressive. And uh, I'm, I agree. Uh, I don't think there's, I don't think Amazon nor Walmart are in the position that's that TikTok is with that exposure. I mean, TikTok, I mean, look at if you're launching a new product, you can get discovery on TikTok. If you know how to do TikTok right, you can get you can get discovery. You can't get it on Amazon. You can go advertise until you're blue in the face uh, and spend a lot of money, but someone's got 10,000 reviews, you got zero, even though your product is way superior. The chances of you, even if you spend a lot of money on advertising, the chances of you cracking that nut is very, very difficult. Yeah. You can do that on TikTok, though. I mean, you get 150 plus million people in the U.S. using TikTok. And it's the number one place for product discovery right now. And now with TikTok shop, once they get TikTok pay in integrated, they don't have that yet. But once they have that, once they have their own fulfillment, it's coming. Um, but once they, they have all that, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And if you go look at some of the studies, um, I think this is coming in my newsletter next week. We have, have a whole breakdown on TikTok. I don't know if you know in the, the billion dollar sellers WhatsApp chat group that's super active. Uh, there's a guy in there named Karen um, that's massive on TikTok. He's got like 900 social media influencers on his on his list and does amazing stuff. He's done a breakdown of like, here's what he's doing to launch on TikTok, And it's coming in the newsletter. He, he, he wrote it just for the newsletter. It's exclusive. I'll have that in there next week. But it's it's really, really 
awesome opportunity right now. And you have the, there's other studies, like I was saying, that have, they're showing that these younger generations, they trust their friends more than they trust reviews, anonymous reviews. And the, the, the younger generation, the Kelsey's age, they trust recommendations from friends or who they think are their friends, which are TikTok people who become their, their, their screen friends. They trust them way more than they do any kind of reviews or big media like Amazon. And so you can influence a lot uh, of what people do and what they buy. And TikTok knows this. And I actually have a meeting with uh, some guys from TikTok. There's like four of them uh, on uh, fr uh, Friday. Um, and they, I spoke to them about a month ago and they said, hey, we, we, we're having trouble onboarding people right now. You know, a lot of these big Amazon sellers are just like, I just don't, I don't know about this. I, they don't understand it. They're not using it. <clears throat> and they're like, we're having a little bit of trouble onboarding them. We want to create like a little group, a little society basically. And, and there's things that we can say to you, like, here's how that, you know, it's almost like insider tips of like, here's how the algorithm works. Here's what you need to do to make massive sales. We'll help you. We can't put this out there publicly though. So anybody that's in this group, um, we, we can uh, share it to you, Kevin, and then you share it to the group um, kind of thing. And so I, I don't know if that's, this is what they said they want to do. I have another call with them this week, like I said, and we'll see if they change their tune or if that's what they still want to do. But there may be an opportunity there where I can put together some sellers and say, Here, here's uh, what they say is the best way to to make massive sales. Um, and, and I can help some people out. Um, but I think there's, based on what Elizabeth's doing, it's, it's just crazy what the opportunity there is. And um, you don't have to fight against reviews. You don't have to fight against the same algorithms. It's different algorithms. And Amazon's trying to, with Inspire and some of what they're doing, they're trying to create their own. Amazon, I don't know if you saw this, they just launched something that's, um, uh, was it Ask a Friend or something? I forget the exact name of it, but something to the effect of Ask a Friend. So if you're looking at a product, you can click a button and tag a friend and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about this dress? What do you think about... Uh, uh, this item uh, and your friends, you can create almost like a little social create on, on the fly, like five or 10 friends. And like, it's almost like private little chat on Amazon to discuss something and they will influence what you buy. Amazon realizes that the influence right now is not so much from anonymous reviews for the younger generation, especially, but it's for, for from people, you know, or people that you trust your friends and your social network what they believe is going to influence you more. And so getting, doing that kind of stuff is, is huge. I forget what the, um, I can look up the name, but it's Amazon just launched it. Um, but, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. What do you think of Amazon inspire? Uh, it's not working. Um, I mean, from what I, I mean, I have not dived deep into it, but it, it's just, it's a TikTok imitator, but it, it's, they missed it. They, they missed it. I mean, YouTube right now is struggling to get creators. They're trying, they're, they're offering some serious stuff because creators are abandoning YouTube and going to TikTok yeah. and Instagram. And, and they're like, come back, come back. We need content. We need content. So they're offering up, they're creating all kinds of new programs and new things to try to woo some of these big creators back that have kind of left YouTube shorts and YouTube creation and gone to other places. Um, TikTok is just dominating. Uh, and, and you know, there's some issues with the Chinese-based ownership and, you know, what's it, Wyoming, Montana, whatever that state is, that's banned it basically starting uh, January 1st. So some of that has to be worked out, but TikTok's not going anywhere. I mean, they're too big and maybe they have to split off and have U.S. owners, some 
100% U.S. ownership or something and subdivision, but or maybe they changed it. You know, TikTok used to be called Musically. It started out as a music thing called Musically, um, and so maybe they it, it evolves. But TikTok is not going anywhere. It may have, may evolve a little bit depending on regulations, but it's a powerful, powerful medium as Kelsey probably knows. Uh, Do you well. remember? <clears throat> I forget which event it was. I never heard of TikTok, and I forget who we were walking around with, and they were saying. Oh, it's it's just a dance plant platform. I said, well, why would anybody listen to TikTok? Like, who wants to watch people dancing? And then you were with me, and we did our TikTok dance. <laughs> did we? I don't remember that. You remember? I, I have I it still. That. I can use it for blackmail. <laughs> I don't remember that. After that, would be funny to see that. Yeah, uh, I'll try uh, to dig it up. <laughs> yeah, if you can dig that <laughs> up. Uh, I'll start by the one where you streaked across the stage. Uh, but Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, I remember TikTok in 2018. I was at, well, I think it was a Grant Cardone's 10X event uh, in Miami. Was it 2018 or 2019? Maybe it was 2019. Uh, it was around the time of the Super Bowl. So it, maybe it was 2019. I was at Grant Cardone's 10X event. He did in like a, a baseball stadium in uh, Miami with like 20,000 people. Rich Goldstein threw a Super Bowl party, but I remember going at that time to I think Brandon Young had like a Top Golf little meetup, like he always yeah. does, and I went with Isabella Hamilton and a couple other people. Uh, I think that's actually where I met Isabella actually um, at this Top Golf thing, and someone there was talking about TikTok, and I never heard of it. I'm like have, Kevin, have you looked at this TikTok thing? And I'm like, what? What? I never heard of TikTok. What is it? And they're like, this is going to be the next hot thing. I've been on it. It's like addictive. It's like this. And, so I, that's when I first heard about it. Man, I can't remember if that's 2018 or 2019. And then I've been on it ever since and, and watching mm. what, what they're doing. And now what they're doing, they're just ramping it up, putting on steroids. And it's it's going to be a major force for that people need to pay attention to. One, to drive traffic, create awareness for your brand on Amazon or Walmart or wherever you're selling, but also TikTok shop. Right. And TikTok right. shop right now, that some of their fees are like crazy low. Um, you know, like no 15%, it's like waived in some cases or 2%, something crazy low. Yeah. Okay. So what time is this for? Uh, okay. So we're, we're getting close and we got a bunch of questions. Why don't we start with some questions, Kels? All right. So our first question is from Neil. Uh, he's asking, do you guys keyword stuff your listings when first launching to a new product? Why or why not uh, should you do this? No, don't do it um, because it's going to change your relevance. I mean, the way the semantic, there's a story in the Billion Dollar Sellers newsletter from uh, about two weeks ago about this or a week and a half ago. Uh, I think the subject line was like, what the gurus are telling you is about AI is wrong or something like that. Amazon AI is wrong, something like that. Uh, but it's they've switched to a semantic type of uh, logic. And so keyword stuffing can mess that up. You want to have you know, 10, 15, 20 keywords that are relevant, most relevant, but stuffing it with 100 or 200 other, all these long tail keywords is a mistake. Um, don't do not do that uh, because of the way the semantic uh, engine is working now on Amazon, it can really mess you up. Um, so no, do not do that. So you're, what you're saying is 10 to 15 or 15 to 20 keyword phrases throughout your bullets yeah. and, and your title. It will figure it out. And you, if you keyword stuff it, it could set it down wrong paths. What about the back end? And, and the back end, uh, in, your, in your search terms, yeah, you could put a, some random stuff in there that you know, might help you a little bit. 
Um, but I would not, I would not do this, go to data dive and find the 250 words that you actually need to put in your listing and put all 250 words in your listing. I, okay, I would not. About, I'm, uh, I got a question about uh, the metadata. So you've got metadata that you can put in your photos, metadata that you can put into your A plus listings. Are you putting keywords and keyword phrases in there? Yeah, or your you listing trans yeah you should yep. fill in all those. I think it's 50 characters. Uh, on your images, you can go into a, I use, I don't know if Canva does it. I don't think someone told me Canva doesn't, I don't use Canva. So I don't think Canva does it, but Photoshop, you can open yeah. up the image and you can go into the metadata and there's title description keywords in there. Make sure you're doing that because that gets transferred with the, the, the image. Um, and that, that's, that works for Google works for a, a lot of places. Um, so make sure you're, you're filling all that metadata in as well. Um, you were saying at the uh, at this event this weekend not to put the keyword into the file name. Yeah, the file naming the file name with keywords is is it, it, for Amazon it gets stripped. Amazon renames it's one eight six three seven two four four eight or whatever, yeah. uh, and it, it gets stripped. So putting it using a keyword as a file name is not going to really make a difference uh, on Amazon. I don't know if it does on Google or not. Uh, or Walmart, but on Amazon for sure it doesn't. Okay. Okay. The next question is from Tony. Uh, Kevin, do you still do almost everything yourself? Do you have any? Do you have a team of VAs? I have one part-time VA in Pakistan, and that's it. Uh, I have nobody else that works directly for me. I have no payroll. Um, I what I I either do things myself or I partner smart. Uh, so I partner with people that have have those teams or have those skills. Well, so whatever I'm missing, I will I will partner with. So like example, of this was Steve Simonson. He and I did product savants together, and so we needed people. He he already had a VA. He already had an executive assistant. He already had people that could source in China. Uh, and so we partnered up, and I just did my thing, my thing, and they took care of everything else. And so there's no need to hire all that. Could I do that? Could I? Could I, you know, could I, instead of hiring, instead of, you know, if I want to do a, a newsletter business or something, could I go out and hire people um, and train them how to do this and own 100% of the business? Yes, I could. Uh, but I'd rather not do that and have those headaches. I'd rather partner with someone like Norm that's already got some of these people or already got some of these systems, already figured it out and let him do that and give him, give, you know, split, split the pie with someone like that. That way I don't ever have to deal with shit I don't want to deal with. I can focus on what I'm best at and let other people do what they're good at. I do the same thing with Helium 10 with the, the partnerships I have there. I don't work for Helium 10, but I have partnerships there. Um, so like the podcast, you know, like uh, Norm has his podcast here. He's got his, his sons doing an excellent job, you know, creating all the images and doing all the promotions and all that stuff. Uh, but they're on his payroll. Uh, and he, I'm assuming you're not doing child labor, but uh, they're on it. They're on his payroll. It was, he started <laughs> when he was about 10. That's what I, that's what I figured. Um, you know, you give him some macaroni every once in a while, right? Macaroni yep, and cheese yep. out of the box. <clears throat> as long as he eats his vegetables with it. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so, uh, uh, you know, he's got that payroll. Um, I don't have that with my podcast with AMPM podcast. I, I call up Norm and say, Norm, you want to be on the podcast? He says, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, what day? I don't even have a calendar link. I'm old school. I keep it in a notepad uh, on the computer. So I, um, I'm like, how about uh, this time we record it and I'm done. Um, 
uh, for that hour i enjoy my time we're talking we're shooting the shit or uh you know whatever and then i turn it over to a helium 10 va um they edit the whole thing they do all the graphics they do the whole thing they send me a link when it's done and i share that with norm i might share it on social media and that's it could i hire could i have my own podcast and hire someone to do all that and control and be full ownership of that podcast absolutely but why uh, i'm leveraging their audience their tech team i'd be paying a lot of that money out now maybe i'd make a 10 15 20 percent more maybe but it's not worth it to me um, i'd rather do something else and so that's my approach on it um and how i'm able to do what i do is i, I partner smart and i'm careful with who i partner with i, I don't just run into i get a lot of people offering me deals all the time and i, I turn most of them down all right so our uh, next question is from pyro and uh, any tips for launching a product with a very high price point uh, greater than six hundred dollars uh that i'm sure i would have a lot of tips but I, I would have to know what the product is and what the market is to, in order to to do that um yeah um that a six hundred dollar product is you're going to need a longer uh, sales funnel for that um, unless there's some sort of branding or something already out there on that. Just throwing up a $600 product on Amazon is going to be difficult um, If unless there's some sort of it's a known commodity or it's a known item or a known brand. So you're going to have to do a warm up process. Uh, but okay. I, I, could, I could be more specific, but I'd have to know the product. All right. Uh, from Amar, is it advisable to initially set a higher price for my new products with variations, even if they aren't seasonal, and then implement discounts and coupons for each variation? Um, no, I don't know about that one. Um, I typically like to try to get a little momentum going at the beginning and start with a lower price because not everybody's going to see the discounts and take the discounts. That works for an established product that already has history, but for a brand new product, I would probably actually go the opposite and I would probably start with a lower price with no coupons or discounts necessary and then work it, work it up. The, the discounts and coupons can work once you are established. And like I said, in that makeup mirror, or if you're here and listening earlier, that was an established product, but I probably would not do that uh, at the gate um, out of the gate. Okay. This one is from Darren. Do you know if TikTok provides any operational or logistical support like Amazon, or is it more like Shopify? Yeah, they don't have a they don't have their own fulfillment yet. They're working on that. They have partnerships uh, with companies that they tie into, but the fulfillment side of it right now um, is is either you partner with one of their companies that they they have deals with, or you do it yourself. But the good thing is you get all the customer data. So unlike Amazon, you get all the customer names and addresses and everything. Um, which you don't get off of Amazon, but and they will. Their plan is to actually set up their whole uh, entire fulfillment network, like Amazon has. That's not easy to do. It's expensive, uh, and it's very sophisticated. If you if you ever go under, the, if you ever taking a tour of an Amazon uh, facility, there's one down here in Austin in San Marcos that does tours. That I, I've uh, and actually Amazon just opened. They used to only have like six or eight of them in the U.S. and a couple in U.K. But now I just saw. Uh, I actually have this link in the newsletter coming soon. Um, they have like 30 of them around the country now that you can go in. I would recommend every seller to go take one of their free tours. It's like an hour, hour and a half long. And you walk through and you see 
see it, it'll give you an appreciation for the mass sophistication of this operations procedure mm. uh, that they have. It's it's pretty mind blowing uh, with all the robots running around and the way everything is just it, it's pretty mind blowing. So that's not an easy thing to set up, and other people have tried it. Um, you know, even Shop, uh, Shopify bought Deliver, and then realized this is a sinking hole, and they 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 got rid of it after a year, year and a half. It's a logistics is a tough business, and that's one of the reasons Walmart Walmart's very, 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 very good at logistics for physical stores, uh, but Amazon on the flip side is very, very good at logistics for e-commerce, and that's one of the things that Walmart's having trouble with now, is finding a way to actually compete on the e-commerce side even though they dominate on the retail distribution side and amazon's gotten so good now on their logistics that i don't know if you saw this but they're actually going to start competing and doing logistics for others so if you're some mom small mom and pop shop they're going to start doing logistics to bring in your inventory that you didn't necessarily buy on amazon that you bought somewhere else and now amazon is actually leveraging those logistics like i just saw on my ship station uh, now there's options for UPS, FedEx, uh, USPS, which is a post office, and uh, I forget the exact name of it, but and basically Amazon Logistics. And so I can actually ship, instead of shipping through UPS or US Mail, I can ship my orders off of my ship station that came in off of my personal website through Amazon Logistics. And mm -hmm. so they'll deliver those along with you know their Amazon, the Amazon orders. Um, so that they're, they're not doing that everywhere. It's uh, certain cities. I think it's like 12 cities or something like that initially, but that'll probably after that, the beta test, it'll probably expand out unless it just doesn't work for some reason, but they have that, they have that down. That's a, that's why if you, if you go back there and look at, uh, I remember there's a, I think it was Jay Leno or, or one of the night shows, maybe it was Letterman from like 20 years ago, Bezos went on as a guest and I think it was Letterman, I think it was Letterman actually. He's like, or maybe it was Leno, whichever one. They're like, so uh, you're losing a hundred million dollars a month or a year, or whatever the number, a quarter. Uh, and Bezos is like, absolutely. Uh, and like, well, how do you stay in business losing a hundred million dollars a quarter? And Amazon wasn't profitable for the first a lot of years. I forget it was their their first, but they were building out this this uh, network and this system, and it's super sophisticated. Uh, it's mind blowing. Um, genius that that made this stuff okay next question okay from tom or amz elites uh do you think tiktok is good for premium uh 60 to 70 dollar toy product i don't know is it kelsey uh i've never touched toys um my audience is like 18 to 24 males um so this is just not in my demographic so I'm not sure. I, I don't I don't know on that one. Um, you know, tick, some of TikTok can be an impulse buy, but um, you can build just a easy. It's easier to build justification on on TikTok because if you, especially if you do something like what um, Paul Harvey recommended, where you get like five different influencers to pr promote your product, send it out to get five different ones to promote the product, create create videos for you. They start showing it on their channels, then you you grab their videos and use those in your ads, which you can do on TikTok, and you then run ads using those five influencers' videos against a very small audience of like five thousand people that fit your your target demographic, and then you have these five influencers will start showing up in those those five thousand people's feed over and over and over, and what that does is it starts creating 
and, and the customer's mind is like, oh, everybody's talking about this. It must be uh, hot. Let me go look it up. But you could do this with a toy, maybe on a higher price toy. And maybe this goes back to the $600 uh, thing earlier, too, is you might be, I'm just brainstorming here. You might be able to actually take that and have each of those videos almost be like a sequence where one, it's almost like a warm up. They might see them out of order, uh, but it's almost like a warm up. Here's the toy, you know, in um, one big key point on it. Here's the toy on another key point. So they're not doing the exact same stuff. And then that kind of warms up the people to so see the different aspects from different people and go, okay, this is worth 60 bucks or 70 bucks. Um, but that, that's a good question. Um, I, I would think seeing it demonstrated and people vouching for it on TikTok is going to be better than a bunch of reviews from anonymous people on Amazon. But I, I don't know the exact answer of that. Okay, and just uh, two more questions here. Um, one from Tony. Uh, any update on Timu? I'm seeing lots of TikTok videos about them right now. Um, I Timu is making. I think TikTok is crushing them, but Timu and Shine, Sheen, Shine, however you say it, are both making a big push. But they're more discount, uh, more like cheap one dollar, two dollar, three dollar items. Uh, from what I'm seeing on TikTok, at least in, in my feeds and what I'm reading, is TikTok is not, they're going more after the more impulse, the 5 to $20 range. Um, but I can see uh, Timu, I think, has a chance on some of the lower-end commodity stuff. The, the um, And the, the women that just want deals, they, they're just going to buy stuff because it's on sale or, they, or it's cheap. I think Timu will carve out their little niche and they're going to do okay. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to what TikTok has the potential to do. Okay, and our last question is from Neil. Um, do you have any PPC advice for someone about to launch their first product? Try to get uh, some buying reviews before you really ramp up your PPC too much. See if you can at least get those first couple buying reviews coming in. Um, I mean, you can do PPC without it. Just expect to be bleeding some money. But you, you really need a couple reviews in there to really hopefully decent reviews uh, to actually actually get the, the ball rolling. Um, and then on your PPC, don't go too crazy at the beginning. Uh, do, do some testing to see what works. I know you have a honeymoon period, which you're, you're trying to work within, uh, but that that's, I would ramp it up. I wouldn't go hog. I, I mean, I'm not talking $5 a day. I, I'd put it 50 or hundred bucks a day on something, uh, but ramp, ramp it up and ramp up your bidding and go after don't go after the big keywords. Go after the keywords that have like 100, 200, 300, 500 searches a month that are relevant to your product where you can better compete. And don't go after the big keywords initially on your PPC. Have those in your listing. Have them in your title. Have them in your bullet points description so you get a little bit of ranking juice every time someone buys, even if they buy off a different keyword. If that's in your listing, it, it, it shows, you, shows the algorithm a little bit of love. Um, but start off with the, the low-lying fruits and, and work your way up once you, you know, get more reviews. It's funny. Uh, you were talking about $100, $200, $300 a day. When I first started the managed services business, uh, part of our contract said that they uh, needed to spend on PPC. And the the total amount was roughly an average of $300 a month. Wow. Now that's been changed, but that's what it was. Wow. Yeah. That's $300 a month. Oh, that was a lot seven, eight years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there was no PPC. There's no PPC, but now 
Yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna get you not gonna a seat, seat at the table. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's just funny how times have changed, and you've always uh, you've got to evolve. You know, and yeah. uh, you've got to always be on these new uh, tips or strategies, or you'll be left behind. Uh, and this is actually one other thing: is if you've just put up your listing, and you haven't changed it, or not just put up your listing, but let's say you put it up a year or two ago, and you haven't revised it at all. Well, I can guarantee I know what your sales look like, hundred percent know what your sales look like. So you've got to constantly go in there and tweak. So I think that's really important, especially in fourth quarter and especially leading up to it. I said this on the last podcast, I'll say it again, is that uh, if you're interested in getting some extra sales to take you from the lull, because people are going to slow down going up to Black Friday, is do your pre-launch or a pre-Black Friday sale and just provide them. If you have an email list, let them know that they can save an additional 5% or something and that'll at least get you some sales coming in uh, to bring you over the hump. And then you could take any of the strategies that you heard today. You know, Kevin doesn't, uh, or he bring he bumps up his price and then puts the coupon on it. Or there's various other things you can do as well. But I think that's it for the questions today. Uh, Kev, you're off the hook. Hey, it's always a pleasure. There you go. So pleasure. we are about a minute away uh, we've got a great giveaway today, and that's Kelsey uh, is going to create a TikTok video. It could be a product video, or you can choose uh, between that or a press release. And you got about 30 seconds to put in hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, you get a second entry. And now, Kelsey, am I doing a, a read? You sure are. It's my favorite time of the, of the podcast. Okay, so uh, oh, I just closed off what I was supposed to say. Give me a sec. Kevin, you want to sing something? Uh, that's okay. <laughs> you don't want to sing anything while I bring up my... I'm not a good, I'm not a good, uh, good singer. Uh, so I do want to I... share with, uh, with everyone in the Beard Nation, we have a special birthday today. Uh, we have the one and only uh, Marsha Reese. Uh, ah. birthday is today. So she had a message here uh, that she's been passing the newsletter link on to friends uh, who are subscribing. Hey, how about those Arizona Diamondbacks going to the World Series? What a great birthday gift to me. So uh, happy birthday, Marsha, from the Lunch with Norm crew. And uh, always great to see you and best wishes. Yeah, happy birthday, Marsha. And uh, my Texas Rangers may have a, a word to say about those uh, Diamondbacks. By the way, when I got Colin's book, uh, Start, Scale, Exit, Repeat, uh, Marsha, I was reading the back here. And you're mentioned in there as well. So uh, that would that took me by surprise. All of a sudden, there's Marsha Reese in the back of this book with an acknowledgement. So anyways, congrats on that. And uh, yeah, you can check out the, that, uh, that book as well. It's still on Amazon. They've sold out of the hard copy, but you can still get uh, the Kindle or you can get it on Audible. But Kels, can you add that call out um, at the bottom of our notes today? It's not there. So I'm going to blame that on Kelsey. And it, our sponsor, you've probably heard, is uh, Seller Basics. So a second as Kelsey does his job and places the placement so I can read it, so um, I don't make it up off the top of my head. Oh, where did you go, Kelsey? What else can we talk about while we wait for Kels? I'm looking, for, uh, looking forward to having some good cigars with you in uh, Vegas uh, next weekend. 
That's next week. Yeah, the big smoke. It's a, it's a, evidently it's a, what's it? The biggest cigar and whiskey convention in the world, right? Yep. So it's, yep. Uh, I don't know. We're going to be like kids in a candy store. Oh, I can't Except wait. You don't drink, but the cigar side, you'll be, uh, you'll be uh, in seventh half. I'll be enjoying myself. That with a uh, a spruce beer or a ginger beer. I think we might set a record. What's our record for? Was it three or four cigars in one day? Uh, I think we there's a possibility we might break that. I know we will. <laughs> I, I can't. I just can't even think about about that. Oh my gosh! But uh, yeah, that's uh, fantastic. And by the way, uh, I'm not sure if Ben's listening. He was on the last podcast, but those cigars that we got from him from New Jersey. I, I've had two of them and they're just fantastic. So yeah, I know this isn't e-com, but this is also part of breaking bread and getting to know people. That's right. Um, all right. Now did, is it here? Oh, there we go. Now I can say this. And now that Kevin's here, I'm going to screw this right up. <laughs> so this is from uh, 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 our friend, Paul Roffelston. This is um, seller basics. Here we go. Live read. Hey, Amazon sellers ever faced account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon account guardian. With just $99 per month, Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-commerce attorneys. No long-term contracts. Cancel with just a month's notice. View Seller Basics at your Amazon as your Amazon's account health plan. Check it out at sellerbasics.com. And I do have to put in a disclaimer here. Seller Basics isn't an insurer or a law firm. Consultations come from independent firms. Results can vary and membership needed before events leading to claims. And remember, terms apply. And that's Seller Basics. There we go. From our friend Paul Raffleson, who we met, well, not that we just met him, but just memories of uh, Puerto Rico. That was right. awesome. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Let's go to the Wheel of Kelsey. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. If you are the winner, please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. Drip. And it looks like drip. Is the drip winner. fit. All right. Congratulations. Just pick whatever prize you want, and uh, we'll get that done for you. Okay. That's it, Mr. King. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the.